This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode does not contain spoilers, but does mention Cruel Intentions, Jawbreaker, She's All That, and Jennifer's Body. For full list, please see show notes. There's also conversations surrounding death of a parent, fat phobia, EDs, and sexual assault. Please see show notes for more. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing the 1999 cult classic Drive Me Crazy. Which is based off of the book How I Created My Perfect Prom Date by Todd Strasser. I have a confession. Jessica Marie, are you ready to hear it? Always. My confession to you and and our listeners would be that it is almost impossible for me to tell you how many times that I have seen this movie. I think we can say that's at least three. It's at least three. It was two <laughs> times today, and I saw this originally in the theaters as a child with parental supervision. But I have a tendency to black out whenever I watch this movie because Adrian Chase is so hot. He's so incredibly hot that all I end up doing is just staring at him. I'm not listening to anything that's going on. And, and it's a, it's, it's a tragedy. Well, fair. And I think we, we, I say we, us and the listeners probably could pick up on this. But that was the first thing, one of the first things I texted you this morning. I go, not even three minutes in, you didn't even stand a chance. And you were like, I didn't even, I never stood a chance. I never, ever stood of chance. Of course, Adrian uh, Chase is just the most gorgeous, gorgeous man, in my opinion. Amazing. <laughs> I uh, mentioned that I saw this in the theater. I did. I saw this with a bunch of mean girls when I was a child with their parents. Not fun stuff. Um, also not fun stuff was I was like ostracized by the group because I was so thrilled that like Chase got the girl. It was a happy ending. He he had like a makeover. He was still super hot. All of this stuff. My entire, I'm putting them in friend group, quote, 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 because obviously they were not true friends. Obviously they were not true friends. Um, that friend group hated this movie because they were in love with Brad. I, I like, I, okay. So Alicia is problematic and Alicia is one of the characters in the movie, but I find it very, you know, sometimes she she makes some good claims. What does she quote about Brad? He has the appeal of toast. So she's not wrong there. Um, That being said, um, Laura, you and I have been very open about the types we typically go after uh, historically in our romantic relationships. And as Chase is very much your type, he's very passionate. He's an activist. He is well-rounded. And, like, he even leaves a voicemail for his ex-girlfriend at the time about why high school is problematic. Um, 
I dated the jocks. <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on upstairs for most of them. So I can understand where that appeal was when I was younger. But even older me, I was like, please tell me this man is of age as I'm rewatching this movie. And he is. He's 23. Yes, Adrian is 23 in this movie. They are all, the th- I would say the three mains, I guess, uh, are all 23 in this movie. They were all born in 76. Oh my God, that's weird to say. Uh, we are obviously going to go through all of this and talk about it. Very fun. Uh, but Jess, who are some of these characters? Um, we'll, we'll highlight some of the mains. Our female MC is Nicole, played by Melissa Joan Hart. Our male MC is Chase. He's played by Adrian. Is it Grenier or Grenier? I don't know, but the spelling is there. Um, you have Susan May Pratt, who plays Nicole's best friend, Alicia. And then you have Allie Larder, who plays Chase's girlfriend slash girl ex. They're very on and off again. She plays Dulce. Um, those are, I feel like those are like a lot of our mains. And then, of course, we have like the friend group. I don't want to say that they're no name actors. I just haven't seen any big roles that they're in. Um, but we'll get to that when we keep discussing the movie. And also the jump scare of the dad from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, we won't. He's problematic in the movie. He's problematic outside of the movie. And that's what we'll say there. Yeah. Jump scare, trigger warning, all of that to him. And and Seventh Heaven was strange anyway. Okay. Honestly, think think about it. Honestly. I, I have you seen the rewatches on TikTok where people are like, let me recap this episode for you in an hour, like a minute and 30 seconds. It's so good. I, I probably should. I, I probably should. I need some comedic relief because that show sucked the it's life. It's traumatizing. It is. It sucked the life out of everything. Okay. But Drive Me Crazy, Drive Me Crazy uh, was and is a movie that I felt as a child was not very good. <laughs> my, my, Did my, you rewatch it with a different appreciation now that you're older? No, I still... <laughs> no. I still here's the thing. I love this movie. This movie is near and dear to my heart, obviously. I as I said, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. I know it enough to be able to finish the lines, but it's like, how did I know that? It's it's one of those. Um this movie is is a, like kind of objectively bad, right? Like the acting is 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 not <laughs> right. Like there are no Oscars here. As are most <laughs> teen movies of the late 90s that we know of. This is true. This is true. I don't know. I just remember coming out of the theater being like, well, that was that. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. I mean, um, maybe that's why the Mean Girls were just like holding on to Brad for dear life because they were like, I got to like something in this movie. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, when did She's All That come out? 99. Okay, so depending on when the timing came out, uh, probably the lack of massive dance choreographed scene is probably a reason where I was just like, oh, this isn't very good and the acting is bad. Yeah, so, okay, I, I just looked this up now. She's All That came out January 99 and then She Drives Me Crazy or Drive Me Crazy came out in August 99. So there's a good, like, almost nine months between the two that you have the dance choreography, you have, I mean, the only difference is 
I feel like obviously the title song to this movie is Britney Spears Drive Me Crazy. Um, that has more of that dance sequence that probably propelled the movie further because I think we've discussed too. I didn't see the movie in the theater. I knew about the song and the song led me to the movie. Which is so funny. And we'll get to that in the fun facts and Melissa Joan Hart uh, having opinions about yeah. that. And, and, and she, she admits, she admits her faults in that, but very fun stuff we'll get to at the end. Uh, okay. Let's, let's just like dive into this. Uh, we have our yellow font opening. It's very comforting. I'm in a nineties movie. The yellow font is there taking me home. Really great. Uh, we open the, a nice, a nice street with our dark house and our lighthouse right next door to each other. Very fun. This is all set in Utah, by the way, filmed in Utah. Uh, and Melissa Joan Hart is there. She has a yellow top on to match the yellow font on the opening. And she is on the phone to her frenemy, her frenemy, Alicia. She doesn't know that she's her frenemy at this point. I don't know how. That was a little bitchy comment that she made. And I was just like, that's not your friend from the first moment. Right. Yes, I agree with you. However, the character doesn't because she is very much like even when she's cruising in the car later in the movie with um, with Chase, Chase is like, oh, she's kind of a bitch. And she goes, no, no, no. Like, that's misconstrued. You guys don't get it. She's a little, you know, she's very particular. She is a certain way. She was very protective and defensive. So I feel like she what she doesn't know that she's her friend of me at this point. She thinks that she's in her corner. Like she's just like a super honest friend. She tells it how it is. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Oh, goodness. But not like but like she, I think she she genuinely doesn't see her as a like an enemy she doesn't she maybe it's rose-colored glasses when it comes to her which it which is funny and interesting and we will touch on that a little bit later on uh this red halter this red halter it is it is a lot of things it is cute it is fashionable woodwear is not slutty it is not slutty. It is not slutty. Everything is very tight and like together and there is not a lot of revealing. Uh, um, but, um, um, would I wear to school? <sighs> you know, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. She looks amazing. Oh yeah. And she knows it because she even said she goes, what she asks her friend. She goes, what, what do you think about this? The red slutty, the the slutty red halter. My mom's slutty red halter is what she says specifically. And she goes, well, and she goes, okay, I'm going to change that question. What do you think this guy I like is going to think about this thing that I'm wearing? And she's like, mm, I think he has better taste. Like insinuating that he doesn't like cheap, trashy girls. Meanwhile, here she is. That, I don't like saying that because then I just feed into the misogyny of that. Co- that that's I have to unlearn that. <laughs> It is, however, the plot. So yes. I think I think it is safe to talk about it in this context. And it's the nine, like the late nineties, where that is part of the dialogue that was happening regularly in slut shaming, in general, and pitting women against women. And again, we'll get into the conversation later in the movie too, with like every time an additional specific example comes up. Uh, these parents are fucking. These parents are fucking. 
Did you know that the first time around? Yes, yes. Who? Of course, you're so insightful. No, it was just weird. Who does that? Who does that? Why are they in the, like, who does that? It's Utah. They share milk. I don't know. It's weird. They're neighbors. <laughs> it was, it was weird. It was weird. I just remember being like, age, or being like Chase, being like, all right, bring it, bring, what are we doing? What are we doing? Bring in the milk. What's going on? <laughs> I want my Captain Crunch. You knew he wanted to finish his bowl of cereal. He's a, gr- he's a growing boy. He's a growing boy. <laughs> he's a stunningly handsome 23-year-old man, which drastically altered my expectations <laughs> for high school. Good Lord. Good Lord. Good Lord. Um, yeah. So so what we have is the the difference in waking up, right? Like Melissa Joan Hart is planning her centennial dance at her school. Nicole is. And she's very organized. She didn't sleep. She's very like type A, da, da, da. Uh, Chase jumped out of bed, is having cereal, whatever. He's still in his pajamas. Uh <laughs> and stunning and then the parents the parents out there at the fence are like what happened you guys used to be such good friends and we get the like the like drop like junior high happened and then it's like it's that intro it's like okay <laughs> awesome tone change there is history there yeah keep watching keep watching, keep watching. <laughs> Um, but I, I love, I love the, the like intro that we have to the school, right? Beautiful high school, stunning. It's like a freaking castle. You know, we go over the cars, go over the student body, you get some of the clicks going on. Uh, you see, uh, Brad, our introduction to Brad. And then you have another kind of showing what's going on with, uh, Nicole and all of her friends doing like preppy. I'm saying, I'm saying preppy and like, 90s click terms just in so the know. context of the film yeah. yes so like the preppy kids over here and like chase and his friends are like they have orange powder and they're sneaking into the maintenance shed and they're putting it in the water like they're playing a prank two different sides of school how will they ever get over <laughs> well, it? and then you even have like him there there's a, a scene a hallway scene you know we love a high school hallway scene um where she where nicole is talking to her crush brad and he's like i don't know point put lead point guard on the varsity team or something and they're in on the left side looking out the frame looking out the window looking out the door with a window in the background and you have chase who's swatching who's like mixing the paint when meeting up with his friends in that window i was like this is art this is it's so done intentionally like i love picking up on the little things especially when you like watch it back to back you're like that was intentional that was you know those little things that you pick up that if you're just watching a movie to enjoy it um and not necessarily critical you're like huh that's a little that's a little attention to detail that i didn't realize that i would enjoy and also, if you're watching it on TV, uh, a lot of stuff like that gets cut for time. Oh, yeah. Because so, they have that window. Like, usually it's like a two-hour window. Or for this movie, it was an hour and a half. So they probably would have cut it shorter. Yeah. So you miss a lot of that stuff. So this is uh, this is so fun. And also, uh, to your point, during this whole intro where we kind of get the school and establishing shots of everything, uh, Chase and Nicole are blatantly ignoring each other. Like, just completely, because they do kind of, like, cross paths at some point. It's just not happening. Uh, Fun stuff. Fun stuff. The sprinklers and the powder and the prank and the videotaping of it and, like, all of that stuff is just so lovely 90s. 
I do feel like you can't get away with stuff like that anymore. Oh, you know, well, no, because you have cameras everywhere. Granted, that is the school system in which we live because we need those cameras for fucking safety because America. Um, but what a different time of the things that you really like. It seems so antiquated, but it really was a different time. I mean, even with certain references, they didn't have cell phones. So they always had to make they had their own landlines to their phone to their bedrooms. They, there, there were little things that they were actively planning and they had you were forced to communicate. And it's something that we've talked about in our Goddesses of the Moon series episodes of there wasn't you had to actively communicate and you couldn't rely on anything else. We have another school wide TV news situation. Remind me, did your high school have a school TV news? Yeah. In yeah. our middle school, did yours? In middle school? No, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Do you think not. that's because you didn't go to public school? I don't know. Honestly, honestly, you would think a private school would have shit like that, right? You would think that you would have like the elevated like you like a private school would have the elevated version of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, so f- fun stuff on this. We have our timeline. We have our timeline. I'm so glad you brought that up. I have timeline on mine, too. Tell me about the timeline. Okay. So we only have two months to go. We know it's in November, but here's the lack of continuity. They said two months, which means it's eight weeks. But then immediately after, they said in only six weeks. I was like, what? I go, two weeks. And like event planning is critical. How do you miss out on those two weeks? So now I'm sounding a little bit of like Nicole in the beginning of the movie. But essentially, if we work with the two-week timeline, this is about September-ish, beginning of September. So you can assume that school started in August. Um, and the and and the centennial celebration uh, is happening in November. That is confirmed. It's happening like the first week of November. So that's kind of where we are. Which is interesting because I would assume that this would be football and not basketball. And it's basketball. Yeah, because basketball is typically in the winter months and you have football. Yeah, that part didn't align. And I noticed that was like some of the comments in doing the research too. I loved basketball season. I loved both seasons, but um, this is also the part where they go, the centennial celebration only happens once in our life and our lives and comes around once every hundred years. And you're watching and you're sitting there like, yeah, that, that's, that's what centennial means. 100. It was very <laughs> repetitive. It's like, yay. Fun. <laughs> I cannot get over. We want to talk about stuff that is, is realistic and is not, realistic i cannot get over this what this budget this budget for what i'm sorry what it would make you think they went to private school yeah yeah what like she says that nicole just like just rattles off that number and i was just like let me throw up in my hands for a second well and that you're letting a bunch of kids like technically they're juniors we know that that is confirmed so a bunch of minors in charge of this budget Real life would never. Real life would never. And they're like, yeah, we were going to get a Jumbotron. We're going to get Brandy or a Brandy cover band. Even with that budget, as like you and I have had professional discussions about events and the budgets that I've had to work with. And 
that seems impossible. Now you want to do all that on 16 grand and not just, and let's not forget, it's not just the juniors. It's the entire school. It's the parents. It's the alumni. There was an emphasis on everybody when somebody was like, are we going wide with this? And they were like, it's all inclusive. I mean, says a lot considering there was no inclusivity in the movie, but yeah, Uh, almost done. Yeah. Gosh. But we have, gosh, you did a really good job with that. Uh, yes, we have all of that. We have the, the, the budget conversations, the planning conversations. At the same time, we have the establishing shots showing us that like activism and like save the planet, like .com, or I think is what it is, or like save.com is, is, is going on in the background. So it's showing like, you know, planning for a dance and like these deeper, like other issues. Um, so like activism, herd mentality, you know, go listen to Celine Dion and drink your mochaccinos. You're all just like sheep. Uh, so we, we, we have these like two different kind of worlds colliding. I just, I, I just love this. I just love this so much. Um, Allie, Allie Larder, Allie Larder pulling Chase into that high school room to make out. Like this is what dreams are made of, right? This is high school. This is like different work situations this is just fun and light and you're like i don't know if you've had this but were you watching this being like oh high school really was like that at a point and who knows if it still is i hope it's not um but it felt like uh what what a time you know and for some people like high school was awful and some people had a great time and some people might have peaked in high school and sometimes people just like really immerse themselves you know High school was better than what was ever going on at home. And that's definitely you get into that case here um, once you get like more behind the scenes of like the two main characters. And also, also, we get kind of a look at at uh, Dulcie's character, too, because she's like, you really showed them with your stunt. Like you really woke them up. Like I was laughing when it got to the table. And he's like, but you never laugh. She's like, I was laughing on the inside. It's like, OK. <laughs> I know. All right. We, we're, so we're bringing that energy to this, are we, Allie? Okay, Allie. All right. Love the hair, though. Excellent hair. Love the outfits. I love Allie's outfits and I love Chase's outfits. Okay, let me ask you honestly. Did we dress like this? No, no. We were too young to dress like this. Okay, you know how when we talked about in our Jawbreaker episode that we were like, this was a staple of like i would still wear this today there's not or like even with jennifer's body we like the pink tracksuit with the red hearts i know for a fact you have a red a pink sweater with red hearts um nothing is sticking out to me on nicole's outfits but everything's sticking out to me on ali larder's hair yes Yes, everything is sticking out to me with Ali Larder's hair. Everything is sticking out to me with Chase's hair, obviously. Uh, great, <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, uh, Nicole is eating on the street of Utah. I mean, you know, it, we know it's Utah, uh, but it looks very quaint. It looks very nice. It looks very clean. It looks very like Midwesty. I got the vibe that it was supposed to be like a LA suburb because later in the movie they're like, "I'm gonna go out to the East Coast." It's like, oh, okay. We know this is Utah. <laughs> we tried to play. We know this is Utah. Enough. Enough. Um, but jump scare, we get to um, talk about, at this instance, Nicole's deadbeat dad and, like, set him up as just being, like, the worst. But also, we we get 
this is where I start laughing. Like, Brad is like, hey, Nicole, you looked really good on TV. Like, what are you doing? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to go to like Shoe World? Want to go to Shoe World? You want to go shoe shopping with me? And she's like, I, I just told you about my dad. I, I have to wait for him. And he's like, oh, I need new shoes for the game tonight. Big game. Big game. And I feel like any athlete knows that you don't get a new pair of shoes day of the event because that's just not going to work in your favor. Yeah, you got to break them in. Like, that's just that's just well, you know, he he's a Brad. He's a Brad. He's a, he's a Brad. Oh, I wonder if that's is that one of your fun facts that gave him that nickname? No, it's just <laughs> he's you know a Brad. You had, like Jennifer Check. It was like, yeah. oh, we couldn't think of a name for Chad, so we came up with Brad. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But I I start laughing here because Nicole's like, oh my god, he's gonna ask me to the dance because now from here on out everything is like, oh my god, Nicole wants Brad to ask her to the dance, and it's like be all end all if he doesn't. Which is, it's just like so funny. Like everything is be all end all in high school, right? Like it's the drama, it's the hormones, it's what makes it fun. Um, and, and I, I love these kind of, um, politics though, um, building from, from Brad at the basketball game where like the boys have a system, right? Like, Brad's going to send Dave and Dave's going to go talk to Alicia and Alicia's going to going to tell Dave yes or no. If Brad asks out Nicole, is she going to say yes? Because he doesn't want to get his feelings hurt. And then Alicia's going to go back. It's, it's just it's all it's all high school. It's so high school. Alicia. OK, so I know we talked about this in Jennifer in our Jennifer's Body episode, but rewatching this, I had a lot of like the girl that I told you about who was just like a nasty, mean girl and was just was just like Alicia here, too, because I liked a guy and she was like my in between because she was in like a project with and then, you know, with the guy. And it took another friend of mine um, who came up to me and she goes, I was in the room and she did not was not team Jessica about this. And I was devastated as you should be because women should support women and we should never fight over a man. No, you shouldn't. And Alicia, she wasn't Alicia. She was the second that she wasn't getting the attention. She was trying to spin a whole different story. So like, it's always different on the other side of things, but damn, when you're in those situations, you're like, you don't see it because you really want to look for the good in some people. And then you get jaded and you're us. <laughs> is is this where Brad falls in love with Kathy? Is this where Brad trips and falls over Kathy? Yes. He just looks at her. He and you know, what's so funny about that scene. He like you see if you watch it because we watched it back to back watching it again. You're like. He didn't even casually fall on her. He like leapt on her and then he's just staring down at her and you have Nicole in the bleachers, not concerned if she's hurt. She's like, get off. that. That's my man. Like she had no concern that anybody was hurt. She wanted to make sure nothing was happening. Yeah, she's like, what? Mm. That's what I thought. And yeah. she's just back down in her seat. You're like, okay, I think we're good. And then when they go to the pool party immediately after, she asks like, when is he going to ask me? And, you know, you have toxic friend over here, Alicia, saying, 
So remember that girl he fell on? <laughs> He's not asking you anymore. <laughs> bad friend. Bad friend. She's she's bad. Well, we'll get into more ways, but ah, she's just a bad friend. My gosh. Uh, we have the I love I love this obviously I said I love this movie I love this movie because they sprinkle in the plot in the beginning when it pays off at the end so there's a line here it's just a throwaway line of um, uh, Chase and Dulcie and Ray and they're like friend group or whatever and they're all talking and they're like Ray when are you gonna take over the news like when are you gonna like finally like tell everybody how it really is and Chase is like Ray's a plotter one day. We're going to look up and the news is going to be the real news. And then they just immediately switch over to the animal rights um, college bar and Chase being uninterested and um, Dulcie like being really into it. But that just like throwaway line is just like a huge reveal later on in the movie. I didn't even pick up on that part. Really? (laughs) No, it's right in like glaring in front of me twice. I didn't pick on it either time. I have my notes. I go, I I mean, I don't know what kind of, and I say this in air quotes, click you would consider them because they're not emo, but they're not goth. Like they were just like individualists, I guess. Like indie kids, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I put, I go, these are the conversations. I go, they're having the conversations. This, Oh, these were my notes. They're having the conversations I want to have with people that I definitely did not feel cool enough or smart enough to have these deeper, um, passionate conversations in high school. I wouldn't even know where to look. I never had conversations like this. I was too intimidated to have them. (laughs) I agree, though, because they're, like, very serious and they're talking about the Dalai Lama and everything and, and like, animal rights. And, and I think this is a college bar because they're saying, like, the lab's on campus. and the, So the guy's in college dating a high school junior. So, okay. There's that. Yeah, but that's that's that energy that we've discussed in, like, previous episodes where when you're young, you don't even realize – that because in that moment you're like oh wow somebody older i'm so much more mature than these other girls you are felt in those moments that you are different and special a thousand percent you feel special oh my god gross 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 uh this breakup this is where the breakup happens uh i kind of think that chase is an asshole in 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 this moment where she's like why did you get so close we can't talk up here he's like we talked in the car I was like, boy being a boy. Yeah. What? (laughs) What? No wonder she gave attention to Joshua. Uh, Joshua. I know. Joshua. (laughs) She's like, come to Alf. He's like, no, no. He's like, your James Dean rebellion is a joke. It's like, we need to be on a break. We're heading in different directions. And he's staring at her like, what? He is such a golden retriever. Like, I I adore him. I adore him. And I especially adore this, like, s- very small, very small montage we have of him being depressed. Just specifically where he's walking around in that big, stupid turtleneck. And it's, like, all the way up to, like, his eyes. <laughs> it's so funny. What are you doing? To the point where his dad is even like, are you okay? <laughs> Are you high? And he's like, like, are you stoned? He's, you haven't moved. It's nine o'clock. He's like, well, shouldn't you be asking me, son, are you ill? And I was like, ooh, touche. 
yeah, he's not wrong. Like that should have been the first. Like, are you okay? That why wasn't see? They 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 coded asking about mental health before you know it was openly talked about. Yeah, like, shouldn't you? He was like, well, are you ill? He's like, no. He's like, so are you stoned? He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, but you could tell me. You could tell me. I'd be cool. He's like, I know you would be cool. I've seen your yearbook. <laughs> Onward, Onward through, through the, the fog. fog. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> the dad's just sitting there like, but are yeah, you? <laughs> but are you like, but yeah, Chase is just like, ah. Hey, that's when he gets up. That's when he gets up to just go to the party, right? Is that yeah. the point where he's like, I can't, I can't be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, so, um, Ray and Dave come and take Chase to the parking lot because Dave is trying to meet daughter Judy. And this is, they get their wires crossed there. Um, meanwhile, Nicole and Alicia are at the party. And this is the, the pool party where you, uh, mentioned. And this is where she's finding out that. And, and again, the slut shaming, that slut Kathy, um, she's like, I don't care if he loves her. Who's he taking to our dance? Like, I don't like <laughs> that's such a high school thing to do. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's a rival school. What about our like, we have shit going on. <laughs> what about us? What about us? Oh, it's it's funny, 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 funny. Uh, so after after Nicole finds this out, she starts taking sh- like shots um, at Never Have I Ever, which the <sighs> questions, the questions. Questions were interesting. Did you like pay attention to the questions? Yeah, I was. I was shocked at w- the direction that the questions went. I wasn't expecting that, nor did I remember it. But my note was: uh, "Never have I ever is always fun in games till it gets personal, and when you play with people who you know intimate things about, it gets really ugly." really quickly and it's no longer a good time so i love a game of never have i ever up until a certain point and they cr- they cross that point they cross that point at in, in he in this in this movie because yeah. they're calling each other out on their individual things been there not fun yeah, it was like, never have I ever kissed a girl. And Nicole's like, well, there I go. Never have I ever kissed Chase in sixth grade. Well, there I go. Never have I ever used a vibrator. There I go. I was just like, damn. Yeah. Damn. I like, they are going hard for Nicole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor Nicole. She was Poor going Nicole. through it that night. I feel her. Yeah, and then she gets completely shit-faced, and Alicia, her friend, her toxic friend, does not want to drive her home, but does call her a DD. So, like, can I just say, when she, like, what a shitty friend she was, because, uh, like, she was like, ew, no, I don't want you throwing up on my leather interior, and all I could think about was my birthday, and you threw up on my leather interior from her all over. And I was like, you're in your purse, down your dress, and your coat on the leather. And I was like, what a shitty friend. She wouldn't even go with her. And she calls her a DD. So, like, a shitty friend, but she calls her a DD. The only way that I accept this as, like, an okay friend thing is if put in the context of high school, it's not her car, right? Like, it's her parents' car. So she, so like, unless her parents like bought her, even still, even still, it's like her parents' car. So I can understand through that lens being like, bitch, no, 
No, no, no, no, no, no, no. No. Or even if she herself was drinking, we don't know. She's like, I don't feel comfortable getting behind the wheel. Let me call you somebody. Yeah. So like in, in through the lens of that, it's acceptable, but we know that Alicia's a bad friend. So it's just like you should have driven her home. Whatever. Fuck this. Uh but but we're here for the drama. We're here for the drama, and uh, Designated Dave has Brad and Chase and Nicole in the backseat of that car, and that is funny. That is a funny moment. And you see it with toxic friend Alicia. She's looking at it, and she was like, ooh, this is going to... She almost wishes she could be in that car to watch it play out. You see it on her face. And uh, I love when Nicole yells at Brad. She's like, there are protocols. There's our, there are rules. You know, he's like, but I'm in love. He's like, high school love is for saps. I also like the point where she's trying to, uh, he's trying to defend himself. And she's like, just shut up. Puts her hand in her face. His face tells him to shut up. And he's like, I think I'm going to walk from here. Yeah, go walk, Brad. Yeah, she's like, get out of here, Brad. I love it. I love it. And then we have our, and then after this, we have our first moment of like softening between Chase and Nicole. Cause he's like, Hey, Nicole, Nicole, like you're a shit face, man. Like your mom's going to see right through that. Like I'll sneak in the back. Like when we were kids, like, come on. And she's like, well, my mom's not home. And then he goes, okay. And then just walks away. <laughs> he was like, you could tell he was like, you said, he's like golden retriever, golden retriever boy. Just trying to be like, I'm just trying to like, look out for like this person. I kind of had a friendship, like not even kind of like they were best friends growing up. And it was like, he was, he was reaching out his hand and she was like, fuck your hand. <laughs> she was like, fuck your, fuck your hand. I don't need it, but not, not five seconds later, she is drunkenly crossing out her, her yearbook um, and trying to, like, find a guy to take her to this dance, which is just so funny. I bring this up, this this yearbook stuff, just because it's funny, but also because um, before this movie came out, Melissa Joan Hart was in a movie called Can't Hardly Wait, where she plays a girl who has a house party where everybody has to keep the house very neat, but she wants everybody to sign her yearbook and she ends up like chasing people around her house, uh, trying to get them to sign the yearbook and she's obsessed with it and it gets, uh, thrown in the pool and it's like a big thing. So to see her here doing it is just very fun. Now you, I have a question. You still have your yearbooks. We go through them regularly. I can't recall. You've never marked up your yearbooks like this have you no i marked up my middle school yearbooks middle school was my angsty <laughs> time was rough. yeah middle school is my angsty time and my <laughs> high school yearbooks are just fine <laughs> you know it was it was a hard time it was a hard time for all of us uh jess do you have phone numbers that you remember by heart from years ago yeah i think you a couple do of, yeah i think there's a couple I, I, I can think know. of two off of off the top of my head, yeah. I remember my best friend Megan's phone number from Michigan, and I remember a couple of my old house phone numbers, and friend of show Rachel's phone number. So it is realistic for me that Nicole very drunkenly. I like how they play like drunkenly looking at things in this movie. It's a lot of yeah. like. That's very fun. Um, but she calls up Chase and he's like, how'd you get this number? She's like, I remembered it, bitch. I, 
Everything about this scene, I really appreciate her tenacity and still be like, I know what I want. I know the benefits of this. I mean, also, you can argue like muscle memory, too, um, with the phone number. But she, And he was like, shut up. You're drunk. And she's like, I'm not. She's like, I'm desperate. And he goes, oh, well, in that case, you know, like, but even her being drunk, it was just she wakes up the next day and she was like, I'm drunk. I wasn't I'm not stupid. I know what we can both get out of this uh, arrangement. And what is that arrangement, Laura? It's fake dating. It's just fake. Dating. I we love a fake dating trope. We love a fake dating trope. It's it's fantastic fake dating. They have an easy out clause, which is never defined. We don't get a contract written up, whatever. That's that you know, it's the nineties, it's fine. Um, but they they're kind of like a couple. They're trying to make everybody jealous, they're trying to make Brad jealous, trying to make Dulcie jealous so everybody can get back with each other. And, you know, Chase gets like the social standing of Nicole and he really gets to like say fuck you to Dulcie. And Nicole gets her hot neighbor, honestly. I don't know what she gets out of it besides just being around him all the time. He's so hot. Yeah. I, and it's not even that, like, he gets a social standing. It was more to piss Dulcie off, if anything. He's like, oh, what's the thing that's going to bother her the most? Me doing the exact opposite of what she liked me for and thinking I'm changing. Uh, going back to Chase being a golden retriever. It's this him leaving a voicemail and the three reasons why um, high school sucks. Love it uh, so much. And he's like, just call me back. Just call me back tonight. Like, I don't care how late it is. Just call me back. And it's like, click. And it's the transition. He's like still there and he's like still waiting and she never called. And then that's when he finally decides to like go over and talk to Nicole. It's like, oh, you sweet boy. So, uh, he's so nice. So the three reasons and he's he's just like... I want to say ahead of his time, but it was just like conversations that I don't feel like I remember seeing in 90s movies. And he's like, three, you know, there's rampant, there's rampant homophobia. There's no pep rallies, but let's not even get into the fact what pep rallies mean with like a fascist nature in general with all the banners and saluting. Then he goes, but when you break up with someone, you can't escape them and you have to see them every day. Like he's into her voicemail like this. this he's so sweet. And then it's just like, click. Like you said, you're just like, oh, he didn't get all his thoughts out. But then that being said, she never calls back. And if we're, I'm jumping ahead here. The first time he sees her at the bar, that's the first he like she's listened to the voicemail. She still hasn't responded. And that's weighing on him. Poor kid. Poor kid. Oh, my God. Poor kid. Uh, I love one of my favorite moments in this movie that is not it's like not a nonverbal moment. He pulls the phone that she drops out of her window. He pulls it out of his pocket and just like puts it on the table and nobody addresses it. He just like does it and keeps talking. And I laugh so hard every time because it's huge. <laughs> it's so huge. And I love that. Like he, you know what? Because right before that, I guess like the night before when they uh, hung up, I like that he's looking at her like you could tell in these like little, you know, th those little moments in the fake dating trope where they're like falling for the girl where she drops off. She drops the phone out the window and she's like, Ugh whatever i'll deal with it later and you can tell like those are like that's the girl that i remember like growing up with it's 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 okay 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 so if we're talking oh, I about, about him i know i know <laughs> if we're talking about the fake dating then we have to talk about the mall makeover scene the montage 
the montage. Now, fun fact, fun fact, Melissa Joan Hart has said that this is the worst, like, makeover in a movie for a boy ever put to film because he looked better before the makeover. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. He didn't need a makeover. You need he needs to be cleaned up absolutely not make him dirty. Like <laughs> he looked better <laughs> dirty. I don't I don't want to say dirty, but he looked better as himself than this wannabe. Yeah, yeah, at the gap. Where the where is the money for this new gap wardrobe coming from? You know. Beachy Probably dubs. from that sixteen thousand dollar budget the school has. She's just like siphoning <laughs> off a little bit to go get some new jeans I and mean, khakis. She's the spokesperson of the centennial dance. Why not? I mean, you got to go to extremes to get extreme <laughs> results. It is what it is. What can we say? Uh, honestly, I hate all of these outfits that she picks out for him. I hate like whatever. Did you – you're not a Gap girl. You weren't a Gap girl, right? No, I was not a Gap girl, no. But neither is Chase. He looks like ass in all of these outfits, just like pure, pure, pure ass. Um, but all of his friends do make fun of him for that. And we do get Ray being like, hey, the next day at school, like, hey, uh, Nicole, like, if you're desperate for a date, like, I would be honored to take you. Like, please just, like, remember me. If, like, nothing works out, I'm here for you. Again, just a little, like, little plot thing for Ray. This is, like, the second or third one so far for him. Yeah, and then even that, she was like, you know what? I appreciate the offer. And you know, she's, like, letting him, like, stay, say your thing. Give me your pitch, just like Jennifer did. And she's like, great offer. Thank you so much. We actually already decided that, like, Chase and I are going to go. And he's like, my Chase? Okay. You call me still. He didn't believe it. Even when Chase walked up to play all like shy and coy at, at this new makeover and he'd be like, hey, Nicole, like, ah, I love him so much. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm but, so kitty. This is stupid. But something, something that I think that makes me a little bit giddy, probably for the wrong reason though, is what, when, um, when Chase and like Dave and like, uh, Ray and, and all, they're all like walking to his car after school and, um, and Dulcie is there and she's like, I know you better than anybody. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, I just needed a change. And she's like, ah, well, you know, don't change your, you know, whatever she says. And she gets up to like walk away and like walk away really cool. And she's like swinging her backpack and she like misses the catch and drops her backpack and she has to stop and pick it up. You know, like, you know, that has happened, you know, like, that has had to have happened to all of us at one point in these pivotal walk-off moments. Stop. And you're like, like, no! The internal conflict that you have that do you just keep walking without it? And just, just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. I don't know what I do. Maybe I just leave it and just burn it <laughs> and just like never come back to the school. Just keep walking just all keep the way off campus. <laughs> It's just walk home. Walk home, burn my school ID, like, and never go back. I just couldn't. 
Especially for my crush. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're trying to be like, you're better than I know you better than anybody. No, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I love, I love the subtle kind of reference to She's All That here, um, where Nicole is saying t- to Chase, like, hey, 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 the basketball game. Like, we're going to go to the basketball game. Like, you know, we need to seem like really good friends and like really chummy and stuff. Like, I can't, I can't look like I paid some guy to take me. <laughs> He's like, I could be getting paid. Like, what? He's like, why, why wasn't that an option? Why didn't anybody tell me that? It's like, come on. Come on, guys. So fun. So fun. Uh, the basketball game, we have the hard R thrown out yep. by Alicia. Uh, you know, status whores. Uh, the horrific halftime dance, we will not address it. It's bad. It's bad. Everything about halftime. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's all bad. It's all bad. Uh, Chase bonds with the jocks about designated hitters in baseball. Very fun. Very random. A very random thing to be passionate about, but fine. Well, I'm, and even Nicole knew that. She was like, I knew he could hold his up. I knew he could hold his own, but I didn't know he could hold it like this. Yeah, it's like weird, but okay, okay. Uh, this is our, like, I guess maybe first major inkling that Dave is kind of jealous when he sees Chase being, like, really accepted by the jocks at the basketball game. Because Dave is, like, the, the basketball manager, and he's, like, designated Dave. So he's, like, around all of the popular people, but not part of the popular people. And they've already had the conversation, like, Ray... Chase and Dave have had the conversation of like, you're trying to be something that you're not. You're trying to be accepted by these people who don't accept you. Why do you keep trying so hard? And he's very much like Gretchen Wieners and the fact that, oh, you know, I it's it's better to be in this position than, you know, and who doesn't want to. And he says, like, who doesn't want to be appreciated? Who doesn't want to be liked? So, like, I feel, Dave, really hard with those people pleaser tendencies. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Uh, I have never been in a situation where I've had to cruise a main street or cruise a broad street. Thank God. Uh, seems, seems like something. Seems like something. Um, but we do have the conversation, Jess, that you referenced earlier where, um, Alicia is being discussed and Nicole sticks up for Alicia. And then we have the, the speech that she gives about it. And and she's like, you know, when guys compete, it's like, you know, really overt and it's really out there and it's like sports. But when girls compete, it's art. And Alicia is an, an artist. artist. Yeah, which is so interesting that she recognizes this in her friend. But doesn't. But again, this goes to the rose colored glasses of it all, because it's like she would do this to other people. She wouldn't do this to me. Yeah, and she's like, no, screw you. Like, you know, you think that Alicia is evil, your words, not mine. Um, But, like, I think she just has a limited bullshit tolerance, and you don't understand it because you're a guy. Like, so I, like, I understand these conversations. It just sucks that Alicia is actually evil, like high school evil. Not not evil evil, high school evil. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, the keep, keep on loving you in the car with the singing is very cute. It kind of reminds me of Cruel Intentions a little bit. Uh, just sweet. Well, and everybody else is like seeing it too. They're like, they definitely have chemistry. 
But I can see the appeal because I want to have chemistry with Chase, too, because they're cruising, you know, they're doing their Broad Street, Main Street cruise in a convertible with the rest of, you know, the town won. They won their varsity game. All the kids are out on a Friday night. Um, the vibes are vibing and everybody's going along with it. And they're headed to the drive, the drive-in, the drive-through. I guess it was like the drive-in dining. It's kind of like their Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Jump scare, Debbie, Dad, hot air balloon. Uh, I, I think I laughed out loud when he was like, "Read this book; it'll help you understand me." And it's Zen and motorcycle my maintenance. And she was like, "What?" The- <laughs> and tosses it, chucks it. Too good. It's too good. It's too good. I love it. I love it so much. Um, she's like, yeah, you know, um, I have trust issues with men. Where do you think that came from? I was like, drag him. Drag him. I feel like because she's a minor, she's in that court mandated custody. Like, I have to see my dad, like, on the fourth Friday of every month. I have to do it. I have to show up. Second that she turns 18, she would have been like, oh, I don't have to. Sh- Thank God I never have to show up for this anymore. Because he wasn't showing up for most of the time anyway. You're going to tell me he stood me up when I could have been, you know, and again, the drama of it all. I, I waited Friday, four o'clock, supposed to meet him. Never shows up. I could have been shopping for shoes with my crush. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would. That would take a lot on me. I could be doing this thing that I like. Yeah, livid. I would have been livid. Oh my gosh. Uh, moving on from him, we have another Ray moment where Ray is the one who pitches. Uh, I'm just gonna say the Adonas, the electrolytes. Um, he pitches Cutes. them. Yep, electrocutes. Uh, very, very sweet. We love the Adonas. Uh, and then we have the would you would you fuck Scully or Jillian Anderson? Honestly, that's a great question. <laughs> I loved Chase's rationale behind it. Now I've never watched X Files. Um, I just haven't. You are you love the like that is a show from your childhood. Um, so I very much thought of you and the people that we know um, who love this and share the same affection. Great question. Uh, between I like the debate between Scully and Jillian. However, you can tell that it is a dated movie because the references now would be like, you know, sex education, Jillian Anderson. And I think everybody would be like, well, I don't know. Both. Both. Yeah. Both at this point. Because they're saying like at this point, like Jillian – would be representative as like kind of a uptight actress because they would, you know, and they're just like, Oh, actress or like pent up Scully. I want Scully. Uh, at this point, I don't know between Jillian or Scully. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. I like these little, these little throwaway lines of Nicole being sweet to like Dave or like being sweet to Ray because Chase here. Uh, at their Sonic, is angry that the popular boys are making fun of Designated Dave. They're like, no, no, it's just Dave. It's just Dave. It's not Designated Dave. And then um, they Nicole and Chase have a fight about it, and Chase is like, no, you're a good person. And I know that you're a good person, and I knew that you were a good person in fifth grade when everybody had to stop writing Valentine's to the entire class, but you still wrote one to Dave. I know you're a good person. And that's just really nice. Like, I don't know. A teen movie like this didn't need to like build up her character like that. It was just interesting. And a lot of it was done in those small moments. 
Yeah, very small moments. Yeah, and I think, like, it also showed that he kind of saw where she was in the, I, I want, I, for lack of a better word, like, the social hierarchy in high school, and that's, and where and how and why that was important to her. So he didn't just call her out on it in front of this group of people, but she tried to also say, like, oh, help me find my purse, because she knew what that would allude to with the people that they were around because they all like were snickering and high-fiving or whatever after that. Um, But it was to call each other out on their bullshit, which he says in the interview with the school paper. Exactly. And Chase also makes a really good point. He was like, no, we're doing all of your stuff. Like, this is all for you. Like, what about me? I'm supposed to get benefits out of this too. And she's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's finish up here and we'll go do whatever you want to do. And he was like, bet. Let's go see the Donnas. I like the compromise because it could have been so easily. Well, that's because I have the actual things going on. And he's like, that's not what this is just about. Like, I still have friends because initially he felt like oh, I have to bail on my friends because I have this other thing. But I really want to go see this band, which we know is the Donnas, because um, they were bummed. They were like. Oh, man, like, we really wanted you to come. They're playing tonight. They all have to have fakes again. Like, this is kind of the bronze situation from Buffy, or they all have fakes because they're at this bar a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And everybody is there. And I say that because we're going to say that later. Um, But the mean girls, the mean girls are there and they're playing mean to Nicole. And Nicole plays mean right back. She's just like, oh, we play in? Let's play. I know. And you see Chase so quick to like jump to her defense till he realizes, oh, she can she can handle herself. And even like, I guess you can say like Mean Girl 1 and Mean Girl 2. Mean Girl 1 was like, that's not the case. And Mean Girl 2 was like, calm down. She called you out on her shit. And you got to respect that. Um, And even then she's like, oh, I, I just I like Nicole. She was like, oh, tell me about your piercing. Oh, let me see your piercings. Yeah. She's like, take your top off. Let's see. I love it. I love it. Like, put up or shut up. Like, enough. And she's dancing dorky. She's having a great time. It's just, it's really fun. Um, and then, so, um, as this scene is happening, we get another scene of Brad and Alicia at a party. And this is when Alicia is like, you know, like... They're still at the drive-in. That's they're like, yeah. So, yeah, they're at the not bathroom. even at a party. They're just, like, waiting in line at the bathroom. Yeah, and she's like, you know... Kathy's like super nice and Brad's like you know it's actually like really nice that you're saying that because these other girls are being like serious bitches about it like thank you for that and then Alicia's like you know what you're you're like better off with Kathy like you're better off with with you know not dealing with Nicole you know and he's like yo but like you're her friend and she's like oh best friends we're best friends but like you know she's a lot of talk you know like she doesn't really what did, she says she's all talk, no action. And even Brad was like, a lot of girls are. That's okay. Like, he was so sweet about it. He was like, yeah, that's most girls. It's like, it doesn't bother me. I totally respect that. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's the himbo of himbos. Like, Chase might be the golden retriever, but Brad isn't that bad either. He's just a little. He's not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that might be a hot take, but I don't think Brad is, is a bad guy here. I think he's just kind of dumb and, <laughs> and, and, and being manipulated, you know, like. Boys, 
you know, get lured very quickly because she, and he's like, yeah, all girls are like that, but like, it's okay. And she's like, not all girls. And he's like, well, yeah, he's like, what? Well, I mean, <laughs> he becomes a boy again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, who becomes a boy again. So the chase at the bar with Nicole runs in to Allie. This is the scene, Jess, that you were talking about earlier. This is the first time they've run into each other since the breakup. She's there with Joshua. She's there with Joshua. Um, And she's jealous. Like, she's jealous. She's not jealous at first because Joshua is, like, all up on there. And she's like, yeah, I feel powerful. But Nicole clocks the situation. And Nicole is like... Girls art. It's art. Whatever and she lays that out too. She's like, when girls do it, it's it's art. And we're artists. The ones who can do it do it well. And she like you said, she clocks it so well. And it's so funny because you have her being like her being Allie. Oh, he goes, I didn't expect you to fall in love so fast. And she's like, Yeah, well, I didn't expect you to fall into fall into the, the gap. gap. Did you remember that commercial? Fall into the gap. There's like a whole commercial. Oh, it was good. It was good. It was good. Oh, it's like snap, snap, snap. Oh, and she's trying to be so unbothered by it. It's so funny. And then, but he calls her. He's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you moved on. And even though this is a a fake dating trope, you don't know that. You don't know that. Step back. Step back. Hmm. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, so we have like other, you know, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, Dave is trying to meet daughter Judy. It's still not working. This is the interview that Chase gives for the like school paper or whatever about like the perfect date. And so he's really starting to get like social standing and popularity. And then we get Nicole being totally spaced out. She's in love because she doesn't know the budget when they're planning the committee. <laughs> Very fun. Um, I like when Nicole's mom tries to warn her off of Chase because she's screwing his dad. She's like, he's too tall for you. I don't think your it's neighbors. a good idea. Yeah, you're like, you're, yeah. You but know. she already is writing her mom off because she's like, okay, mom, what crystals are you into today? Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. But it's it's very fun. So again, a small little scene that has a big impact later. Again, a small scene that has a big impact later. Ray calls up Chase and is like, hey, I've reserved the editing studio all day tomorrow. Like something big is happening. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Chase is like, um, I have to go tubing. Bet. Uh, Jess, did you ever go tubing in high school? No. No. No, I never went tubing. Never, I never did it because of the gators. Yeah. Uh, talking about music, we have the Bare Naked Ladies playing over this. This Did you scene. remember that? How, did you remember that song existed? Yes. I as mean, soon I, as I heard it. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I forgot that that song existed till that scene and the music starts and you knew every single lyric. Ah, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, I can, you still know the song all these years later. Yeah, every single word. Talk about muscle memory. Uh, I love this discussion of like, um, Nicole, Chase has big hands, big feet. Still, <laughs> still. I like the part where the guys are like, they're talking about us down there and we're, we're this and that and who thinks who has what. And then you have D like, he takes longer than me. Yeah, it's I like can't. He's- and he gets mad when I point it out. He's kind of an ass. Uh, speaking of <laughs> D, 
I liked this bonding that she had with Chase about her name and like changing who you are. And he's like, you should run for politics. She and she says like, and I love it. She's like, that's not my name. That was never my name. Uh, because her nickname of Bo is horrible with her last name being like Veen, like Bovi, like cow. Like it's yeah. just awful because she was uh, – she said she was like 40 pounds overweight. So that – it's just mean. Kids are mean. I love Dee. She's my favorite character for many reasons and she's just my favorite character for the whole thing. I feel – I wish that they utilized – her more with her female friendships with her friendships in general she's just like she's nice she is kind she you know like she has the moment with with chase she she lost weight and became the popular girl and that's just like goes with the whole conversation of fat phobia and she says like you know it's easy to kind of make up your own personality you drop the weight dye your hair you get the contact you know you get contacts instead of work wearing glasses you giggle and you kind of just disregard it and he's like why are you telling me all that she's like we're the same person we're changing who we are to be accepted by these people that we don't know about and he goes are you happy and she goes verdict is still out you know at least before i knew who liked me and it had nothing to do with my physical appearance yeah and i have to say chase's physical appearance when he's squirt gunning those kids was just like yeah yeah super hot super hot super hot (laughs) Super hot. Super hot. Uh, Of course, we have a dead parent trope. You can't have a teen movie without having a dead parent. That's just how it works. This dead parent is Chase's mom who died of cancer, which explains why he is uncomfortable with the animal testing because of all of the cancer research and all of that. And we learn about that uh, in school the following week while – Want to say Allie. Yeah, I want to say Allie, but that's not Uh-oh. her name. Her name is Dulcie. Dulcie, yeah. Um, they, Dulcie and Nicole get paired up in a lab, and Nicole tells Darcy this, and then Darcy, uh, Dulcie starts acting, uh, like really nice and everything towards Chase. Um, before that, though, we have a trope. We have a trope of like an almost weird, awkward kiss at the door. And then she goes in the house and she like closes the door and then there's a knock and she's like, he's like, you forgot your towels. And she's like, oh, and that's when it's like, oh, you're really into him. You're really into him. I think it's really funny how she only cracked the door open for him. (laughs) She's like, like, as if she was getting dressed behind the door and she's and he's like, you forgot your towels. And she's like, thanks. And then, like, she, like, slams her head back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So good. Uh, I do want to give a special shout-out to Dulcie's zigzag part during... during... We are the same person watching this. Yeah, it was masterful. It was really good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, that's a skill. That's a skill. Very, very excellent skill. Do you still have the skill? No. No. (sighs) But I think I could get it back if I had a comb. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, if I had a comb, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. Then we have the moment. You know what happens? Hmm. Crazy. And then we have bum, full step. Bum, bum, bum <laughs> at Brad Selton's party. Uh, yes, so, house party, high school house party. <laughs> and, and she says, she, Nicole says that this is the last event before the dance. This is it. The dance is coming up. Like So it has been six 
to eight weeks. Because <laughs> that's the timeline they give us. They give us two months and they give us six weeks. So it's it's been it's been all of that time. Uh very fun stuff. Here, here is my Jennifer's body reference. Um Chase, who specifically said that Alicia was evil, ends up kissing her just like Chip, Needy's boyfriend, in Jennifer's body. Now I understand. Okay, fine. They're both like gorgeous women, but you're both in love with someone. Like, okay, Chase. Okay, Chase. What are we doing here? But at least in Jennifer's body, you had supernatural mm-hmm. powers at play. What supernatural power was going here except that she's a mean girl? And he knew this. He knew that she was a mean girl. Yeah, he knew the whole time. He didn't care. He was drunk. It was tequila. She started, like, talking to him. You know, old crushes never die. Brad's single again. Plan A, back in motion. If she got what she got, she wanted the first time around, maybe I would have gotten what I wanted the first time around. Yeah, kiss, kiss, yeah. And then she, and then Nicole... No, and then Alicia makes sure that Nicole sees her kiss Chase. Like, Alicia's eyes are open to make sure. Oh, it's so creepy. Cause, and then she keeps going at it for a while and then tries to be like, get off. She's my friend. Like, I've seen too much at that point. I know you aren't playing. Yeah, for real. For real. She's like, I was doing you a favor. I was testing him. And she was like, no, you're miserable you're miserable and you want company and we're done we're done it's good it's good stuff uh i admire how confrontational um nicole is because i feel like in a lot of ways it's hard to have those conversations whether you like a person or not like to call them out on their bullshit like that especially in high school especially in high school yes Yeah, Uh, the noise that I made, the ungodly, unnatural noise I made with this sped up, I want it that way. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was it was like animalistic. I can't. But this is another good example. I don't know if that song came out like the soundtrack is just so good. I feel like the soundtrack led me to the movie because you you it it took years like even now in 2023, we're having this episode. You finally hear the stop version, which is the music video version on the radio. The soundtrack doesn't have that, nor does Britney's album. It was like re-releases that added that to the album um, because that was the one everybody wanted to hear. Stop. I remember the music video. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, okay. Uh, we are up to love is for dopes, love is for dopes, uh, and drunk dialing and, and chase drunk dialing designated Dave. And we have a boy fight. I like when we have a boy fight. You don't get a lot of boy fights very often. Uh, the boy fight with the friendship or when Dave is like standing up for D's honor when Eddie is an abusive, toxic, terrible, drunk, boyfriend the friendship you do not get a lot of boy fighting friendships it was like who was there who's at the party everybody everybody and this is why i said everybody earlier we talk about it here everybody he slams the car he's like everybody was not there i wasn't there ray wasn't there who 
are you? Like, this is not like my friend. You've taken this too far. And Chase is like, no, no, no. You know what? No, no, no. You're jealous. You're jealous. You cleaned out that guy's locker for pats on the head. It's very, like, cathartic. It's, and hearing both sides, they're both in the right and they're both in the wrong in how they're communicating. But the end goal is ultimately there. He's like, you, you're mad at me that I also kind of got to this a little bit quicker than you. You have tried all through high school and it is hard and it's not fair and I'm not agreeing with you. Um, because ultimately, like, that, I, I, do, I just, I have such a, such a special place in my heart for Dave. I didn't realize until I was older because I definitely didn't pay attention to him when I was younger. Yeah. What's wrong with wanting to be liked? Like, nothing. Like, you you do. You do really feel for it. Uh, and then Chase, you know, gets out and um, Dee and Eddie get into the car. And that is just a whole other fight with Eddie being so horrible. I can't believe he said the line, you got lucky with a case of bulimia. Like, oh, my God. Everything sir. that came out of his mouth. Everything. And you can tell, like... This isn't the first time because she was like, he was pawing at her and she was trying to keep him off. And he's like, and and Dave was like, uh-uh, not on my dime. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she ends up pepper spraying him. Dave throws him out. It's all, it's all excellent. It's all excellent. Uh, we are, we are up to like the, the like backslide of this, the backslide of this, the backslide of this movie. Um, we have, we have the, the great line that says with Dulcie being like, Chase, like, you know, Maya Angelou, like, I know why the cage bird sings. It's like, it's being banned. He's like, you do? You know why the cage? (laughs) You do? Tell me. Really? She's like, pay attention. But he's so, like, distracted and hung up still on Nicole. I just, I love it so much. I love it so much. And Chase and Dulcie are like, essentially back together at this point yeah this is it because then like he's he's going through the motions because you have that example you have where dulcie's just so happy and she's like making out with him in closets again and she's into it but he's clearly like i guess i'll just physically make out with her but there's nothing else going on he's even trying he's like actively trying to apologize to nicole and nicole's like Again, I got to respect Nicole. She puts up the wall. She's like, you wanted an out. You got an out. You know, she even when she's doing her school media news thing, she's all peppy. And then she's like, you got it. Are we good? Like and continues. And I I really even in those moments and then Dee's checking up on her and she's like, are you okay?" And she's like, I'm not. It sucks like this sucks and i really as much as there's a lot of toxic female friendships in this one d is consistent about being like the focus like she's just a good friend she's a good person she knows what it's like to be around shitty people and knows the difference and can see past it yes and we get to see all of these shitty people when our payoff comes and ray takes over the news with his video so i love this video very fun uh that you know i like after when nicole is like hey screw you guys he's gonna be winning mtv awards when you're still the local weather girl suck it 
But and then what does she go? She's like, oh, it's easy. Like Sue, Sue's like, it's easy to be a bitch now that Brad's available. As if her calling people out on their bullshit has anything to do with a man. And I like where Nicole gives it right back. She's like, no, it's actually easy to be a bitch either way. Either way. Either way. And then throughout all of this, Chase is calling Nicole just like he was calling Dulcie in the beginning of the book because the man is a golden retriever and he will just like, you know, he's going to do what he thinks works. <laughs> poor, poor sweet, sweet boy, sweet boy. Uh, during all of this, Brad does ask Nicole to the dance. We can't forget that. That does yeah. happen. It just happens off camera. And then we have made it. We have made it to the neon piping around this building that is the dance. 16 grand for all that, for laying down the pipe. Laying down the pipe. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. Um, the Jumbotron made it. Bless. The sculpture draped. The sculpture <laughs> was you- draped. <laughs> Can I? But, you know, you could tell that the budget was dwindling because they only had two bunches of balloons and they were at the front by the stage. And it's just like, oh. good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, so uh, Ray is Nicole's date. You know, he came through and and Alicia comes up and she's like, hey, Nicole, like, I'm really sorry about everything that happened with Brad, you know, and she's like. Yeah, you know, he did ask me and I just told him that like you were really easy. So it was it was fine. So like boo on the slut chaining, yes on the comeback. Yeah, I, I feel so mixed with that because I'm the same. I'm the same. Like I would never want to actively do it because I want to think I'm a better person than I was you know, but it's the nineties. It's so easy and I know that's like patriarchal society. That has us just like, and like internalized misogyny that has us go to that as the default to, to go against women. I know, I know it is. And it's such a thing that I, you have to actively like unlearn. I love this parallel that we're at now where Chase and Dulcie are not at the dance. They are in the car and on their way to like some coffee shop situation and they are in the car not talking. It is silent. The windows are down. They're like looking at each other, but they're not talking, which is a direct contrast at the beginning where they were talking in the car. Very fun. Very fun. Like she, I feel like she's so blind what is happening. He's not. She's kind of curious. And then when they go to that coffee shop, she's acting like everything's fine and she has her man back. And then when she turns around and realizes that he's not right behind her anymore, she's having that like break up with their eyes moment acting we call that acting (laughs) uh again trigger warning jump scare that dad from seventh heaven pops up again and he's like hey nicole dance a bunch of minors i'm very uncomfortable about this whole him being in this anything but you know good on ray ray's like oh you're the dad how do you, are you proud? Because she did the whole thing. She did all of this. Your daughter did all of this. I mean, yes, to us, it kind of looks like ass, but like she pulled it off. And he's, and he who had no idea is like, Oh, I'm so like proud and stuff. Hey. And I like how he's like, Ray, like raise the guy, right? It's like, okay, come on, dad, read the room. You've, and you've, haven't been active in her life for 17 years all of a sudden you think like oh let's really grab coffee i swear i'll show up this time 
Okay. We'll see. Okay. 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 No, no, no. Uh, The class sculpture, so fun. Uh, It's hideous. It's a ball. (laughs) With like scaffolding lit up. I mean, it's it's hideous. Uh, but it's Brad and Alicia and Judy and Dave. So Judy D um, is daughter Judy, and which is a Jetsons reference. And she met up with Dave, and you know they are internet couple, internet together. Very fun. Chase is up there on the sculpture, and he slides down. It's trying to be a ten things I hate about you. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. But it's. He's still so hot doing it. Yeah, no, he's really hot doing it. <laughs> he's really hot doing it. Um, and Ray, Ray is like, it was all a scam. Who's scamming? A lot of scam, scam, scam. Um, but, but you know, uh, you need to talk to Chase. Talk to him now. And um, Chase is like, hey, Nicole, like, where's Ray? Do you want to dance? And she's like, I don't know. Like, do you want to dance with Ray? Like, I like the joke that she throws in there for like no reason. It's it's cute. It's just like really cute. I really like that. And then, of course, the end, the end of the dance. Who Who are we making making jealous? jealous? (laughs) Everyone, Nicole. Everyone. And there's like a, oh my God. Oh, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's not, but it is. It's too good. You know, I just, I go back to what you said at the top of the episode where you're like, it's not good. Look, I don't need it to be good. The good movies don't have us smiling like this. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They have a spin around kiss, you know, uh, keep on loving you. The Donna's is all playing. Uh, you know, they walk home. There's a kiss on the doorstep. The parents obviously fucking tell them that they're moving in together and they're like, hey, let's go to the treehouse. Movie's over. <laughs> I like how the mom is like, we need to talk about this. So fuck, they're going to the treehouse now. Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 no, oh, no, no. And that's the end of the movie. And then they, they like, pan out and they're just, like, twirling around each other in the backyard. Fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. stupid, stupid grin, stupid, wonderful fun. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I could just keep gushing about it, but I know you have. Um, we both did like some fun facts research, but I know you were like you heavily dove into it. Well, I don't know how heavily I did. Let me In let my me head. blow. Th- well, yeah. You do everything. Okay. You don't do anything half-assed. So I know it's heavily. Let me blow through these, and then you add any that you found in your own research. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh there were two original original titles. Uh, next to you was the second original title. The first original title, I will get back. I will tell you another time. Uh, Elijah Wood was supposed to be Chase, but he was too young. Stop. That never could have happened. Never, ever, ever, ever. Uh, the Donna's obviously American Graffiti. American Graffiti is referenced. Um, Melissa Joan Hart didn't like the name change from Next to You to Drive Me Crazy because she thought that it would date the movie and that Britney Spears would not have a uh, career and she would not have longevity as a pop singer. So she thought the movie would be forgotten. Ha, she was wrong. And she has admitted that she was wrong. So good on her. Uh, as Based on the book, like we said, most of this was shot in Utah around Salt Lake and Ogden. 
Um, there is a UFO streaking through the sky before the talk about X-Files. Uh, Todd, the director, or Todd, the author of the book that this is based off of, hates this movie and has been vocal about it. Brad, the actor that played Brad, was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch in season four. Uh, the book had sexual assault that was admitted from oh. the movie. Uh, Daughter Judy is the Je- Jetsons reference. Um, in 1989, Melissa Joan Hart and Britney Spears met filming the new Mickey Mouse Club. The original, original title was Girl Gives Birth to Her Own Prom Date, which did not test well, and they had to change it. Uh, Adrian was only in the music video Drive Me Crazy if Britney Spears agreed to appear in his documentary, but her appearance was eventually cut. Could you imagine? I'd be like, fine, I'll be in your documentary. And then you have to put in that word. I mean, that happens a lot. It has been widely, wildly stated that the makeover was a mistake and that Adrian was hotter before. The 9999 that is said during the uh, drive-in kind of food order thing in the background is a reference to the Beatles song Revolution. Um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart cried at the New York premiere. She had a broad breakup with her boyfriend. Everything was like really bad. Um, This was marketed kind of a little bit as a reverse. She's all that. And everybody, the main threes, as we said in the beginning, were all 23 years old. Those are my fun facts. I'm trying to remember the trailer, and now I want to go look it up after we record. Because I can, like, you see exactly which moments and montages they would have pulled from the movie to make the trailer a reverse She's All That. Yeah. Yeah. Fun facts. Do you have any? Um, You, I think we sprinkled a lot of them throughout the episode. My only, like, one that... um, we had discussed before we started recording was that Melissa Joan Hart admitted that her and the actor who played Brad dated during like dated in real life during like filming this and Adrian dated Allie for like a hot second too. Fun stuff. I have one more. Uh, The high school scenes of this movie were filmed at Ogden high school. The street scene where they're cruising down Broad Street and Union Station is in the background is historic 25th Street and Union Station in Ogden. The dance club scene was filmed inside the now closed Club Vortex on Exchange Place. And the mall was filmed at South Town Center in Sandy, Utah. Oh, so like most of it was in Utah. Yeah, very fun. So, Jess, did you like this movie? I loved this movie. What about you? Of course, I I, lo- I love this movie. I love this movie. I I just like I know that this movie is not good, and it's not <laughs> a movie that is like talked about a lot, and it's not brought up a lot. And I do feel like that is a shame because as a 1999 movie, this has a lot of stuff in it that we really didn't see again until like Jennifer's body really um, that I can think of like a nice strong kind of character like Nicole. You don't see that really that often after this like chunk of teen movies and like the late, you know, late nineties, early aughts. Like you don't, you don't really get that. So I do feel like we should be discussing this a little bit more. And I do just endlessly think it's funny that people associate drive me crazy with the song and not the movie yeah 
but they they literally go hand in hand. Like yeah. the movie's name was changed for the song because of the song. Because of the song. Yeah, because of the song with Britney. My goodness. Uh, yeah, super fun. Really love it. Hope more people watch it. And I'm very happy that it is on Amazon during this time of filming in May 2023. Yeah, I hope so too. And if you haven't seen it, either feel free to watch it. I ho- Or, I ho- you know, we hope that this episode has made you want to go to watch it or maybe rewatch it and god help us if you've never seen this please know that it is it, like we've said like there are certain pop cultural references and like even tech references that very much date this movie but it's it goes with a lot of the movies that are you know late 90s cult classics i mean we've said it before they're cult classics for a reason it's not because they were good they they've had increased popularity through the nostalgia that surrounds them and don't worry we will hit the trifecta of 10 things i hate about you (laughs) drive me crazy and center stage we will get all of them because we will celebrate the actress who played Alicia, our bad friend. Those are her movies. Those those three. Yeah, Susan May Pratt. Like both of them, they're like she feels like even though those are like those are just three cult classics in that time frame that Center Stage will get to it. But she plays the same character more or less in every single one, too. Yep. Yep, but we will get to center stage. Do not worry. We both are obsessed with center stage. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akfe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akfe Laura and Akfe Jessica. Uh, we hope to talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.